Hey there, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Before I get started, I just want to let everybody know that I was honored to be a guest on the Oh For Fuck's Sake podcast, which should be coming out sometime this week. I'll give everybody a heads up as to when they plan on releasing it. Usually they do it on Fridays, but they may do it a few days early. But I just wanted to say I had a great time with those guys. I really appreciate them having me on. So please check that out. Today's show, of course, we are going to talk about Captain COVID, Donald Trump, who in the greatest of ironies, contracted the coronavirus. Just unbelievable. I don't know how this presidency could get any crazier or worse. Just last week, we had a debate, and now that debate feels like it was four months ago because every time with this president, there's something new. But anyway, we're going to get into that. My name is Brian Rundle. This is Run's House. Let's get it started. of the United States now confirming to the world that he and the First Lady of the, of the United States have both tested positive for the coronavirus and they will quarantine. The president tweeting out just moments ago here in the United States, 12.54 a.m., said tonight at FLOTUS and I, uh, and I tested positive for COVID-19. We will begin our quarantine and recovery process immediately. We will get through this together. Again, the president of the United States confirming via Twitter that he is now tested positive for COVID-19 and the first lady as well. That, of course, was Don Lemon of CNN reporting that the president of the United States has contracted the coronavirus. So I guess this is the part where I'm supposed to use a somber voice and say, ladies and gentlemen, the president of the United States has contracted a virus that has left many sick and many dead. It is now time for us as Americans to come together and put our political differences aside and root for our president and pray to the Lord Jesus that he will be okay. Uh, Yeah, no, that's not happening on this show at least. And from what I see on social media, it's really not happening anywhere unless you were really all in with Donald Trump. Sure, there was the get well wishes and, you know, we hope you'll be okay stuff from both sides of the aisle and maybe even people who really don't like Donald Trump. But first of all, I'm not even 100% sure I'm buying this whole thing. I mean, at first, when I first heard it, I definitely wasn't buying it. There was no chance that this guy had the coronavirus. The only reason now that I am starting to believe that he does have it is because of all the people around him that have seemed to have contracted this thing. And I laugh because it is 100% hilarious that the guy who laughed in the face and mocked those who took this seriously, including doctors and scientists, now has it. And it's not just him, it's a bunch of people around him. And we'll go over the timeline and we'll talk about that a little bit. But you gotta be kidding me, man. I mean, I've said this before, if somebody came up 
to someone in Hollywood with a script for this and said some reality show host who was a fake businessman is going to run for president and win. And he's going to win based on saying racist and crazy things. And then during his presidency, the worst pandemic in modern American history will take place and he will laugh at it and he'll ignore it and he will mock anybody that takes it seriously, including doctors and scientists and his political opponents and just anybody that wears a mask or does the social distancing like journalists when they ask him questions, he makes fun of them. And in an incredible twist of irony, the guy who ignores every protocol that he himself should be passing along to the American people to keep them safe, he winds up getting it. That's my script. And the guy's going to go, well, thank you for coming in and please don't ever come bother me again because it's the dumbest idea I've ever heard for a script for a movie. Nothing like that would even come close to happening, but it's happening. But anyway, let me go back. Why would I say that I believe that he may be making this up? Some people say, well, that makes no sense at all. That just makes him look really bad. So my only thought process on this thing is there's a couple things. He just came off the worst debate performance in the history of presidential debates. And he was getting beat up pretty bad by it, even by his own people. So... What is one thing that can take everybody's mind off of that debate performance? One thing is to get an illness and have everybody feel sorry for you. The other thing is when we are weeks away from voting who we want to be president, and one of those candidates is way behind in the polls and he happens to be the incumbent, what is something that could help people change their minds or have anybody that's undecided vote for that person well it could be a person that actually went through the coronavirus he doesn't have it anymore because he took this miracle cure that it looks like it now should have a remedy because the brave president tried this experimental drug cocktail and he did it for you the american people And he is now the hero that he always thought that he was. And you know exactly what he'll do. He'll come out and say, I had the coronavirus. Nobody knows the coronavirus better than me now. I've been through it. I know exactly what's going on. So nobody could tell me any more about this coronavirus because I know everything. So, you know, if I'm pitching my scenario to you guys and if you were that same Hollywood director, I'm sure you'd kick me out because, yeah, it's crazy, but he's crazy enough to do stuff like this. That's why I'm not the only one that believes that he may be faking this thing. There is an angle always with Donald Trump. Always there is an angle. And don't think for one second all the scenarios were not played through and somebody told him that and he goes, yep, I can make that work. Let's do it. And they'll go, well, let's come up. No, don't worry about it. Just tell people I got it and I'll handle it from here. But whether he has it or he doesn't have it, there was an interesting timeline leading up to this and even before it. So let's go over that a little bit. On Thursday, Donald Trump tweeted that his longtime aide, Dope Hicks, sorry, Hope Hicks, tested positive 
for the coronavirus. During the week, it was noted that Ms. Hicks traveled with Donald Trump, including trips on Marine One. Trump continues in a tweet that he and Melania were quarantined awaiting their results. I have a feeling, not to say he does have it, that when he made that tweet, he knew that he had it already. So he's playing up this whole thing like, I don't know if I have it yet. Let's just stay tight and I'll let you know. So, of course, early Friday morning comes around. He announces on Twitter that he tests positive in the wee morning of Friday. It was like almost one o'clock in the morning. And so most people didn't know about it until they woke up the next day. The physician to the president, Sean Conley, confirmed the next day that the positive tests were accurate. And he had a slight fever and congestion, but he'll remain at the White House. Later that day, he was airlifted to Walter Reed Hospital. But nobody really knew exactly why. He walked out on his own to the helicopter, waved at people. He had his mask on. He gets to the hospital, and then he's tweeting videos and stuff of himself. And Or he did it right before he went to the hospital. Hey, guys, I'll be fine. He walks over to the helicopter. He gets to the hospital and tweets out that he'll be working hard and all that. You know, the typical Donald Trump stuff. So, anyway, it was reported by the White House Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows, that the president had mild symptoms and remains very energetic. Trump then was apparently given some oxygen, which isn't um, uncommon for somebody that has this virus. The next day, doctors report that Trump was given an antibody cocktail that is being studied and in the late stages of clinical trials. Safety still being evaluated on that. The doctor Conley reports that president's condition is improving. Confusion as to whether or not he actually did receive some oxygen. Even the doctor was confused, which, again, I'm not sure how that is even possible. But, again, this just goes right in line with this whole administration and and presidency. Later that day, an administration official, now known to be Mark Meadows, describes the president's condition as very concerning and the next 48 hours will be critical in terms of care. Later that day, Donald Trump releases a video of himself saying he's starting to feel good and he's doing well. How can anybody not think that there is something bogus going on here? And it really is, I want everybody just to take a second and think about this, that the President of the United States is airlifted to Walter Reed Hospital and there's a good amount of the population who thinks he might be faking it and they're not doing it because they don't like him or they're not doing it because they want to troll him. They're doing it because that's who Donald Trump is. He's the Andy Kaufman of presidents. But Andy Kaufman was actually funny. If you don't know who Andy Kaufman is, check out Man on the Moon, the movie starring Jim Carrey. That'll give you a really good idea of who Andy Kaufman was. Some people loved him. Some people absolutely hated him. I thought he was a genius. He was a genius comedian who just did things so off the rails and so crazy that even the people involved didn't even know he was doing it. And it would drive everybody nuts. But when Andy Kaufman died... A lot of people were like, I'm not sure if this is real or not. I think he might be trying to to get one over on us again. And that's what people think about Donald Trump. But the difference between Donald Trump and Andy Kaufman is Andy Kaufman was a comedian. He wasn't the president of the United States. Jesus Christ. 
Anyway, here's where the part of the story gets really irritating and really should piss everybody off. The days before he learned that he got the coronavirus, a week before it, Trump held a ceremony to announce that he was nominating um, Amy Coney Barrett to the Supreme Court. And he did this in the Rose Garden, and at least eight people tested positive who were in attendance, including Kellyanne Conway, uh, Senator Mike Lee of Utah, the former New Jersey governor Chris Christie, and the president of Notre Dame. And if you see the video of this ceremony, with everybody smiling, laughing, hugging, almost nobody with masks on, giving the middle finger to social distancing, they were just too good for any of that stuff. Just on the fact that Herman Cain died alone on this, shouldn't that just give them pause and go, gosh, you know what? He was one of us and he was a good man and maybe we should honor him a little bit better by taking this a little bit more seriously. But no, they're not. They're not you think they're thinking about Herman Cain at this point? They don't give a shit about Herman Cain. They care about their little rose garden ceremony and almost laughing in the face of coronavirus. After the ceremony, Trump traveled to Pennsylvania to attend one of his stupid rallies, which, of course, a bunch of people in the crowd, no masks, no social distancing, right there in the open, and he's spewing out his stupid lies and spewing out droplets all over the front row, and now a good amount of people at that rally probably have it. He was back to the White House on Monday, and then, of course, was the debate on Tuesday. And, of course, during the debate, made fun of Joe Biden's mask and how he wears it and where he wears it and when he wears it. Also infuriating that worthless family of his was there, including Hope Hicks, who traveled to the debate with Donald Trump. The family of Donald Trump was there, sitting there in the Cleveland Clinic, in the debate hall, where there are signs all over the place say, social distance, wear the mask. Somebody, an official at the debate hall, actually went up to the family and said, please put your mask on. And they basically said, no, we're not doing that. We're going to sit here without our mask on. I mean, that is just absolutely infuriating, and it is insulting. And I hope all of them get it. I really do. And I'm glad. I, I hope Donald Trump does have it, and I hope Melania has it. And I'm not saying, I know I have to say, no, I don't want anything terrible to happen to him. I really don't, because what I really want to happen is I want him to get his ass back out on the campaign trail, and I want Joe Biden to completely annihilate him in this election. I still want Donald Trump going to jail. I don't want anything bad happening to him. Are you kidding me? It's going to ruin my fantasy of Joe Biden kicking the shit out of him in this election and embarrassing him. And then he has to either flee to Russia or some other country, or he gets prosecuted and goes to jail. That has to happen. I don't want anything bad to happen to him as far as uh, the coronavirus, but I'm so not ready to give this guy a group hug, that's for sure. Screw this guy. And the way he mocked people and the way he laughed at people and the way he knew about how serious this virus was, but he didn't want to tell the American people he wanted to downplay it. No, and, and because he didn't want people to go crazy and he, didn't, he wanted to keep everybody calm, that's not what it was. It's because he didn't want to have to shut down his hotels and his golf courses. That's exactly why he wanted to keep it on the down low. Yet a bunch of flag-waving 
idiots are standing outside Walter Reed cheering and Mr. Trump, get better, Mr. Trump. And I mean, God, I, it, it, it just drives me nuts how these people don't understand he does not care about them. And I, you know, I want to feel bad for them, too. I don't. I don't feel bad for them anymore because they've been told over and over and over again. It's actually been pointed out to them how much he doesn't care about them. But it doesn't matter. They're going to fly their flag and they're going to hang their poster of him with his muscles hanging out and he's flying on an eagle or some stupid shit like that. So anyway, Wednesday comes around and he goes to another super spreader rally event where there's about a thousand people in attendance there. And of course, these people at these rallies are being told now, you better go get yourself checked out. You might have contracted the coronavirus from the president of the United States who told you it was a hoax. The guy who is supposed to protect you from not getting this may have given it to you or your grandma or your grandpa, and now they might die. So the next day, he goes to one of his golf courses in New Jersey for a fundraiser, and it is reported that he knew about Hope Hicks' diagnosis before he went to the fundraiser. So Donald Trump knowingly went to the fundraiser even after knowing that he was in contact with somebody who contracted the coronavirus. Once again, the blatant disregard for anybody else other than himself is appalling. It is just, gosh, man, four more weeks. We got to get rid of this clown. We really, really do. Joe Biden was right. He's a clown. There's not a better way to describe Donald Trump than clown. That's what he is. So anyway, as of the recording of this, I am recording this on Sunday night. It is 8.09 p.m. So the word now is, is that Donald Trump will be leaving the Walter Reed Hospital possibly tomorrow, which is Monday. So, first of all, that leads to the question, who's got coronavirus and just gets, goes, they go to the hospital for the weekend and then they're out? That doesn't make any sense. But before he leaves, he puts out this video. Take a listen to this. We're getting great reports from the doctors. This is an incredible hospital, Walter Reed. The work they do is just absolutely amazing, and I want to thank them all, the nurses, the doctors, everybody here. I've also gotten to meet some of the soldiers and the first responders and what a group. I also think we're going to pay a little surprise to some of the great patriots that we have out on the street. And they've been out there for a long time and they've got Trump flags and they love our country. So I'm not telling anybody but you, but I'm about to make a little surprise visit. So perhaps I'll get there before you get to see me. But I just, uh, when I look at the enthusiasm, and we have enthusiasm like probably nobody's ever had. Our people that love the job we're doing, we have more enthusiasm than maybe anybody. So uh, it's been a very interesting journey. I learned a lot about COVID. I learned it by really going to school. This is the real school. This isn't the let's read the book school. And I get it and I understand it. And it's a very interesting thing. And I'm gonna be letting you know about it. In the meantime, we love the USA, and we love what's happening. Thank you. Did he really just say he learned a lot about COVID? He learned it by going to school, the real school, not the learn the book school or whatever he said. I, I mean, come on. I, 
first of all, he put out that video. Uh, you could tell that was a first take video. Probably didn't even review it. I mean, who lets him put this out? I mean, it's just... And then he gets in his little stroller, or excuse me, he gets in his Suburban and parades in front of the hospital waving to the flag-waving idiots that are out on the street. You know, people would say, well, if Barack Obama were in the hospital and he came out and people were in the streets, you would say that that was cool. People always say, could you imagine if Barack Obama did such and such? And my answer every time is, no, I can't imagine it. I can't imagine Barack Obama doing anything Donald Trump does. Anything. But anyway, voting is in about four weeks. There has a there was another story that just came out, again, infuriating. Do you guys know who this super douchebag Jacob Wall is and his little partner Jack Berkman? Well, Jacob Wall is one of these social media dorks who is a conspiracy theorist and he's just a he's just a troublemaker is basically what he is. Well, anyway, him and his little partner, Jack Berkman, were accused of orchestrating a series of robocalls aimed at deterring Detroit residents from voting by mail. They were charged with one count of intimidating voters, one count of conspiracy to commit voter fraud, and one count of using a computer to commit the crime of intimidating voters and conspiracy. All of that adds up to a possible 24 years in jail. These were racially charged robocalls targeting black voters with misinformation about mail-in voting. Um, They falsely claimed that mail-in voters could have personal information shared with law enforcement to track down old warrants, and they could be added to a list of uh, mandatory vaccines. You know, these were also, I don't know if you remember or not, but these are the two idiots that held press conferences because they were trying to smear the name of Robert Mueller during the uh, Russian investigation, had had a press conference, legitimate news sources had to come to this thing. I saw it on some special, I can't remember what it was. It was such a joke, and even the reporter's like, I know this is a joke, I know this is stupid, but I have to be here. But anyway, those two are arrested, and I hope they get the maximum sentence of 24 years. Again, justice needs to start prevailing because stuff like this is getting out of control. Here in the state of Florida, Amendment 4 restored the voting rights of felons. It was overwhelmingly passed and voted on by the people here in Florida. I think it was 65% of Floridians voted yes to restore the voting rights of felons. So this gave the right of, I think it was, I want to say 80,000 people can now vote in the state of Florida. Of course, what does Ron DeSantis do and the crooked government here? They find a loophole and they go, well, yep, this is true, but if you haven't caught up and paid all of your fines, you cannot vote. And some people have fines in the hundreds of thousands of dollars that will never be paid. Some, I think they're being charged like a hundred bucks a month on something that they owe $600,000 on or something ridiculous like that. So obviously they'll never be able to pay it back thus eliminating the right that was given back to them. I mean, shit like this is so 
infuriating. This is something that the people of the state of Florida voted yes on, but they always have to find a way. They have to find a loophole to still stay in control. The people do not have the power they say that we have. It is getting ridiculous. And, you know, after this election, we truly need to find a way to change things. So if you want a reason to vote for Joe Biden and not Donald Trump, if Donald Trump is in office, you're going to continue to see this kind of stuff happening. I'm telling you with Joe Biden in office, stuff will change. Not 100%. Not everything's going to be perfect, but we are going to be able to see some sort of change. As I told you in the beginning of the show, I spent some time with the guys from Oh For Fuck's Sake, the podcast there, and we were talking a little bit about this, and I had mentioned to them that, you know, I really think this is the end of the Joe Bidens that we will be seeing. You're going to be seeing a lot more progressive candidates that really do want to make a serious change, whether or not they're going to be able to. You know, that's still up for question, but at some point, if you continue on and on, things do eventually change. That The civil rights movement proved that some things can change. But I'm just telling you, with Donald Trump as president, there is zero chance in the next four years of change. In fact, if there is going to be change, it's going to wind up being more and more power in the hands of people who do not deserve it and should not have it. I mean, I, it's okay if you want to prove me wrong here, but what about Joe Biden screams power hungry? He's not a power hungry guy. He is somebody I think legitimately. He's towards the end of his life. He has no agenda here other than turning this country around, trying to get everybody to get along again as much as you possibly can. We'll get back into the Paris Accord. So at least there we'll get back into doing something about climate change and Joe will do more to try to fight for the American people. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I'm telling you, Joe Biden's worst is a thousand times better than Donald Trump's best. So, but anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. As I said earlier, I was on Over oh Fuck's Sake podcast. I'll keep you guys updated as to when that will be coming out. They usually come out with a new show on Friday. Um, they might drop it a, a few days earlier. So, again, take a look out for that. And even before you listen to my broadcast, Go check out their show if you haven't already. It's funny. They don't, you know, they do talk about politics on there, not like I do on here because that's all I do, but they'll have their moments of politics, but they just have a lot of fun on that show. So you really should check it out. But anyway, you can follow me on Twitter at brun13. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please reach out to me at runshousepodcast at gmail.com. As always, please subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you can. My name is Brian Rundle. Again, I appreciate you guys listening, and we will talk to you guys again soon.